It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to the Savage the Past podcast, better back touch points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me, as always, my co-host Dylan Reagan. We're back here to make our picks for Week 15 in the NFL, and uh, still, uh, you know, quite a few several games to go uh, as the extended season uh, this year. And uh, Dylan, we got a lot of interesting games on the schedule uh, when you go through and look at these. And uh, as we kind of talked about beforehand, a lot of these games could go either way, and um, we've got some pretty interesting point spreads i think for for several of these but uh, there were some some challenging picks here as we you know start to enter the we're already there but we enter the, the real big stretch run here for some of these teams needing wins to try to make the playoffs yeah i'm trying to mentally adjust to the idea of it being week 15 and there's still being four games yeah. left um, and all the late buys we've had so yeah first time we've had 16 games since pretty early in the season i feel like um a little bit separated at least luckily for us in terms of watching the games of the couple saturday ones the next couple weeks i believe but yeah no a lot of close a lot of close spreads some tougher ones uh maybe uh more that i like quickly made picks for but in terms of the betting one as we get to that as we'll talk about a lot of large spreads that were just a little too tough uh to to add as our locks and even for the close games, some of the interesting ones, I feel like we're picking maybe total up, like upsets higher at a higher clip than we usually yeah. are. First game we're going to get to, I even still at the moment was considering right now flipping my pick, but I think I'm going to stick with it, it for now. Um, but yeah, it. we got you know two really good games, I think, for the for the games of the week here. And beyond that, obviously with the, the playoff races, it's going to be pretty intense, especially in the AFC. Um, the, the NFC race for the last seed, maybe not as exciting as what's going on in the AFC. Well, that's where we start, the games of the week. I, I was kind of poking at you saying, do not change your pick because <laughs> You know, I'm all on the bandwagon now. Uh, the Chiefs have come through for me with uh, the betting lock for the second time this year against the Raiders. Um, so uh, we're riding that high right now. But the Chiefs are also riding high. And they are three-point favorites on the road against the Chargers. Um, I just, you know, it's, again, the trust factor. I think the Chargers are good. Uh, but I think the Chiefs, we've said it for multiple weeks in a row now, Chiefs are starting to find their groove again. And, that is a dangerous thing for everyone else. So um, I, I'm back on the Chiefs bandwagon in terms of until someone stops them, uh, I'm picking them and riding it out. Yeah, I've, I feel kind of the same way. That's why I end up sticking with the Chiefs. As we've kind of talked about, They there was a chance to bury them for the rest of the conference earlier in the season. It did not happen. Now they can't stop winning. But I do think, I mean, one of their, one of their losses early in the season, it did come with pretty crazy circumstances with the way that the Chargers went uh, converted a long fourth down and just different things that happened. But one of the better games um, in the AFC between two top teams, and I think the Chargers have really, you know, the last couple of weeks, we've seen them take their game to a more consistent basis, especially on offense. Right now they're ranked as um, outside of uh, the Packers and, and, and uh, Tampa Bay. They have the third-ranked DVOA offense in the entire league. It's obviously Justin Herbert's just – incredible and in this quarterback matchup and i know it's only you know now the fourth time or actually third time because i don't think 
Patrick Mahomes played in week 17 last year with the number one seed locked up. But now the third matchup between these these guys, they've, they've split the first two. Uh, one of them was one of the early games for Herbert a year ago. And I just think, you know, for years and years, we're going to get to see these two, you know, different quarterbacks, but also similar in terms of, I think they're both very cerebral, but they also both have that mobility and ability to, to improvise when they need to. So just a fantastic quarterback matchup. And I think maybe I'd trust the Chiefs defense a bit more, which is crazy to say, because early in the year, they're one of the worst defenses we'd seen in a while. But they've they've all, you know, moved all the way up to kind of middle of the pack uh, at this point in terms of what they're producing. The Chargers still struggling to defend the run. Not that, you know, you'd think that that would be a huge issue with Kansas City, but Kansas City's sixth rush offense in uh, DVOA in the league at this point. They're, they're pretty balanced with what they're able to do. They've, they, you know, all the things that they learned from the way they're being defended early in the year, they've been much more patient, not turning the ball over. And I just don't know. The Char- I think it could be a big shootout. I do think there's a chance the Chargers win. It, ESPN's Football Power Index has this almost as a 50-50 split with how they view these teams. So, yeah, definitely worthy of our game of the week and a lot on the line because the Chargers win. They, they would uh, take over first place, which is crazy to think uh in the division uh with this with the they have the same record but they would have swept the season series yep should be a good game uh i think between these two and you know we'll see can can the chargers stop them we'll find out uh, in this one all right our other game of the week this one also probably not a surprise uh, patriots at the colts colts are two and a half point favorites at home in this one um but uh this will start the theme of i think you and i picking quite a few upsets yeah. this week uh in different spots and uh, yeah, I, I'm going with the Patriots here. It's sort of the same thought process with the Chiefs uh, in that I just tend to trust the Patriots a little bit more right now, even though the Colts, as we know, have been playing you know pretty well for the most part here. Um, and we know what Jonathan Taylor is capable of. Um, but, I mean, the Patriots have won seven in a row. Uh, they are 6-0 and away from home. Uh, that is just a, a wild stat to me when you think about it. Three and four at home, six and zero away. Um, it's just something that I mean. There's no reason for me to pick against them just yet. So I'm going to pick the Patriots. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I at this point they're just rolling. Look like potentially the best team in this conference. But this is a really huge test for them. The, yeah, the, you mentioned the Colts have been playing well. I mean, outside and all the, the losses they have had outside of the first few weeks of the year have been really close games have come right down to the wire against good teams. They've crushed the bad opponents they've played. They've beaten some really good opponents along the way as well. Um, it's it's a really unique challenge against this Patriots defense. I'm that's the you know as much as we've seen the Colts run through uh, run defenses that have been some of the best in the league. I I just it's a different challenge facing New England and I know the Buffalo when they ran all over them. You could have said the same thing going into that matchup, but I don't know. There's just something about this Patriots team the way that they've been playing. Uh, you know it is a game that maybe if it had been played in Foxborough I'd feel more confident in my pick of the Pats. Um, than in, in the, the friendly confines of the house that Peyton built there in Indianapolis. But, yeah, it's uh, still should be, I think, worthy of this uh, Game of the Week moniker that we have here. It's another game that's really, really close in ESPN's fo- uh, football power index in terms of the, the matchup. They have the Pats as a 53% winner here. So, it, yeah, it could go either way. I just a uh, game that the Colts obviously maybe, you know, at this point need more <laughs> given where they are in the thick of the playoff race. They're still have pretty good odds to make the postseason just based on their schedule after this if they win this game they're in really good shape um but yeah one that should be fun i'm just at this point kind of like the chiefs um uh, i'm not backing off picking the patriots in too many matchups at this point i just 
uh, they've really figured out their their formula for success, and uh, it's just seeing such good things from Mac Jones. I know that he only threw the ball a few times uh, against the Bills uh, recently, and they're, well, it's going to be probably a different game when they play the Bills coming up here. Some tough matchups for him, but just the, his elevation in terms of how he processes things and how they've really been able to open up the playbook uh, when they need to for him is just another reason to think that against Indianapolis, a defense that has been stingy, but at the same time, uh, has not been one of the better pass defenses in the league. I think this is a game that you're going to see Mac potentially have a pretty solid performance for the Col- or for the Patriots. Yeah, this one is uh, very intriguing to see uh, how the Colts, again, are able to, to slow down this Patriots team that has been very, very good, uh, as we know. All right, to our betting locks. Uh, this is where we, we try to make you some money, and I am a little more curious about these. I'm not as, you know, riding that confidence that I probably was with the Chiefs against the Raiders, but uh, I am going to go back in the direction I, I've gone in a couple times this season. Uh, now that this team, you know, actually has got a little momentum going, didn't for a little while there recently, but the Seahawks are at the Rams. Uh, the Rams are four and a half point favorites um, in LA for this one. And I I just, I think it's really just a, I know this is, this is a tough choice because of the scenario because of everything going on with the Rams and the, you know, closing down the facilities and everything. And for me to actually make them the betting lock, um, that on the surface probably is not a great idea. But when I looked up and down this board, I'm just like, there were not a lot of others that I I looked at and was just feeling great about. Um, So this is more of a let's hope that by the time (laughs) this game is played, uh, the the players will, will be on the field that need to be on the field. Uh, and if that happens, I think the Rams can probably win this by at least, you know, five points. But this is, uh, this is a big risk on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a leap as though the Rams are going to be what they need to be here. And, and I just don't, you know, I think from the defensive standpoint, I mean, we've seen what the Rams are capable of. And I think they could make things a little tricky here. Uh, but, yeah. again, which, Ram, which Rams team are you getting out there? Uh, that is certainly uh, a big question. But I just – I don't know, man. I looked everywhere else, and I just didn't see a whole lot that I like. So. And I, the thing is, like, some of the losses that the Rams have had where they fall behind and the teams are able to kind of control the clock and control the pace, I just don't see Seattle having that ability if they do get an early lead on the Rams. The Rams have matched up pretty well with the Seahawks over the last few years and we you know early earlier this season obviously that was the game where Russell Wilson got hurt but they were really styming everything that they wanted to do the Rams had guys running wide open constantly it'll be interesting to see the adjustments the Seahawks have had but this has kind of been when they played the Seahawks later in the season when in the McVay era at least uh, against Pete Carroll it feels like he has the answers to the adjustments that Seattle has been able to make so yeah this spread as I mentioned to you before the podcast I think it opened at like seven or seven and a half it's moved all the way down to four and a half because of all the COVID cases everything I've read at least hasn't said anyone's for sure out which would uh, of the positive cases or uh, the close contacts which would seem to indicate they're all vaccinated that it's possible they're not but that you know that means there's a chance they'll play at least if they get two negative tests ahead of the game so you they already got Tyler Higby back after his his ended up being a false positive, but it's really the guys in the secondary. You saw it when uh, I think his first name's Kareem Orr is the guy that the Rams hadn't had on the roster all year had to play um, early in the game against the Cardinals. You just saw them picking on him constantly. They didn't. The Cardinals missed the easy touchdown on the first drive of the game with him, but as soon as the Rams removed him from the field, once uh, really high with their safeties and different guys in, still were able to kind of piece it together. 
so I think, you know, getting guys like Jordan Fuller uh, and Terrell Burgess and uh, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, but uh, getting those kind of guys in the secondary back, I think will be a huge key. And obviously no more names uh, at being added to this list because <laughs> they can't really lose certain guys. I know the offensive line, they had some guys missing that did step up, but yeah, if you, you think about the guys like Matthew Stafford, obviously, but uh, Cooper Cup, and even with the way that the, the Rams have kind of changed their philosophy running the ball with Sony Michelle, I think there's some individuals that they just could not lose. Well, hopefully this is the, the end of the, the, the positive cases, but I still think they're the better team. We saw that the Rams' depth is maybe a little bit better than what we uh, thought with some of the top-heavy players that do still have on the roster. We saw some guys really step up. And uh, a game that, yeah, means a lot to, to both teams, Seattle, in a much tougher spot where they are in the playoffs. But I, I feel like the Rams should, um, you know, we'll see. But they should take care of business here as long as they get maybe some of these names back from this list of 16 guys at the moment that are on the COVID list, um, in addition to who has not been added quite yet. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. So I wouldn't quite make this a betting lock just yet if you're actually betting on this game. But I'm just telling you, because we record on Wednesday, this is you know where I'm at right now. And this is assuming that the Rams have their most important players uh, on the field for that game against the Seahawks. So uh, Jets at the Dolphins. Uh, this is, I mean, really, realistically, this is probably the second one. We, we talked about this one um, as the other one that made the most sense. Uh, Dolphins are 10-point favorites at home against the Jets. So, I mean, the Dolphins should win this game. I mean, we talk about teams that are streaking right now. Um, I mean, look at what the Dolphins have done uh, in over the past month and a half or so, and and they're sitting here with a shot to get in the playoffs after starting uh, one and seven or whatever it was. Yeah. So, I mean, this is ten point favorites. That's a lot of points, but I mean, the Dolphins' defense could be the difference with those ten points. Um, and I, I I'm kind of with you on this. I think this is let, let's say the Rams, you know big players are missing from the Rams, then I would I would pivot to this one because I think this one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's still, as we kind of talked about before, I, it is a, a leap to trust the Dolphins' offense to put up too many points in this game. Uh, part of it, if it had been 10.5, I might not have picked it because I feel like that range, a 10-point win, is very much within reason. At least I'd push at that point. But, yeah, the Dolphins are, as you mentioned, they've been they're streaking. Their offense has looked better in the passing game. Jalen Waddell, that, you know, we're seeing him featured a lot more, but he's also just the chemistry that is already kind of built in with Tua just seems to be developing even more. And against a Jets team that we know has given up just – they are the worst DVOA defense in the league. They're 32nd against the pass, 31st against the run. So a lot of answers that Miami could have on that side. And as we've talked about, Miami's defense is really just, I mean, they were struggling for a while. And the fact that they're 11th at this point, I mean, they've just skyrocketed up the board against good teams uh, in some cases that they've really been able to limit. I just see them forcing turnovers. I know you said you're starting the Dolphins in fantasy. That's going to, I feel like that's going to go well for you. Um, I'm, I'm counting on them just as much as the offense to force some turnovers, get, give to us some short fields. And I think that should be enough for the Dolphins to win by uh, 10 or more. I'm I, you know, I, I got the Packers last week with the double-digit uh, spread. I, it's a little risky to go back-to-back weeks with it, but there just weren't, as we'll get to these matchups, there just weren't too many other options uh, that I felt too comfortable with at this point. So uh, just going to go with the old um, the old safety net of picking against the Jets. Sometimes, you know, usually works out pretty well. <laughs> usually does. And uh, as our theme used to be, it seems like we always get some breaking news as we're doing this podcast. And, well... Breaking news for one particular team that we'll get to here in a second that may not be of the uh, encouraging kind uh, mm-hmm. for a particular Super Bowl contender. 
Uh, anyways, before we get to that, let's talk about our upsets, because I don't think either one of these teams are Super Bowl contenders. Uh, sorry to the Vikings and the Bears. But uh, Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Chicago against the Bears. Yes, because this is in our upsets of the week category. That means I'm picking the Bears to win this game. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, look, I think when you look at that Bears-Packers game, like that was – I don't think you're, if you're the Bears, you're not – you know, you lose the game. But I think you, you could see some things that, that can work. Um, and maybe that's an opportunity for them to build off of that, uh, even though, again, it is a, it's a double-digit loss. There's only so much you can probably take away from it. But I saw the Bears do some good things there. I think the Vikings, we've always said, are one of those tricky teams that you just – and I think it's been this way for a while now. You just don't know what you're going to get sometimes with them. Um, but they at least seem to you know have that potential to do some things, but at the same time, you just you don't ever know. So – I'm just taking a, a chance here on the Bears. I I don't feel great about this one. I think this game could be, it could either be wildly entertaining or it could be you know wildly average and boring yeah. perhaps. Like it's one of those games and you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, but I'll I'll take the Bears here as the underdog. That I think the last three games since Kirk Cousins has become the, the Vikings quarterback when he plays in Chicago have been the under. So I would maybe bet on that. It's 44 is the total. I don't think we're going to see. Uh, something like Bears-Packers, where I think they said it was the second most points ever in the Bears-Packers rivalry, yeah. which is insane. Be- behind a game in 1955, which I found even more interesting. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I, this is a really weird one. I do, I'm picking the Vikings, and I, as I told you before, I do not feel great about it. It just has that kind of weird feel of a, a game that, as we know, the Vikings, all they do is play close games. But that three and a half point spread probably is right on um, on either side. I, as long as the Vikings take care of the ball, I still feel like they should be able to win i feel obviously way better where their offense is i still you know see the flashes from justin fields and then other thing parts where that offensive line for <laughs> for the bears is a big problem and has been all year and i you know you see the, the little moments and the little things they can do but you just wish that uh, if they had a little bit of a better presence up front how it really could uh, impact what that team could potentially do um, the lack of believing in Matt Nagy maybe is part of it as well. I don't know. It's it's going to be a game that, I again, I do think it's probably going to be low scoring. I would bet on the under if I'm betting on anything here. Um, but I'm, I'm sticking with the Vikings just because I think they are a better team. I still think they're uh, a better team than their record indicates as they try to battle in for that last wild card spot. I think they're the team that if you're the two, if you end up being the two seed in the NFC, you're probably not going to, you're not going to want to face them, assuming that the Rams and Niners are the five and six seed. So yeah, I, um, I'll pick Minnesota here in a game that maybe you know just Chicago's still not a not the best team and I, I, at this point I'm just picking a team that I think is superior even if they are infuriating in terms of their inability to close out their opponents. <laughs> yeah, I think both teams uh, can be called infuriating at times probably uh, with these two, but we will see what happens in that one. And then for the other one, uh, the Bengals at the Broncos. Uh, Bengals are underdogs here. Broncos two and a half point favorites. And we're both actually picking the upset on this one. I told you, we have quite a few upsets uh, here this week, and uh, we are both actually going with the road team. With the Bengals, uh, I think it's – I don't trust the Broncos' offense at this point, and I think that's the big issue, even though the Broncos' defense we know is is very good. But I just don't – I don't know. I feel like it's one of those games where I just don't know if they're going to be slowing down the Bengals enough and to where, you know, the Broncos will be able to do enough offensively to win this game. It should be an interesting game. This yeah. is kind of one of those low-key, pretty good games of the week. But 
Um, I just I have more more confidence in the Bengals to find a way to win a game like this. Yeah, Denver's really beat up. Like they're like they're the best team in the league against the worst teams in the league. <laughs> like they just destroy bad opponents, and I don't think uh, that's going to be the case with Cincinnati. We've seen the Cincinnati team that has really limited the the rush against them. The defense has been fairly solid overall this season, which has been a, a welcome surprise. If you told me they had a top twelve, top you know, almost close to top ten defense, I would have thought. They'd be even performing better than this. Um, I think you saw some really frustrating things obviously happen in the Niners' loss. You have the two muff punts, but you saw uh, a refusal to adjust until it was really late in the game with their strategy. They were basically going right at the strength of the Niner defense until they kind of started letting Joe Burrow cook, and sure enough, they scored two touchdowns pretty quickly uh, to win or to, to force overtime and had plenty of opportunities to win the game beyond that. I think that it's obviously a huge game for both these teams' playoff chances. Both teams do not have the easiest closing schedules. I think whoever loses this game is going to be in a really tough spot to get a wild card game. So uh, spot. So it's maybe not, it's not a game of our week, but uh, it's kind of a light game of the week in terms of how much is on the line for these two franchises. I'm just hoping that Coach Taylor, Zach Taylor has lear- <laughs> learned some lessons uh, a bit in terms of not being so stubborn trying to establish the run uh, to the point of just putting their uh, team behind the, the sticks almost every single drive early in the game. Um, you can't rely on the defense to force as many turnovers as it has in some of its bigger wins, like the one against the Steelers not too long ago. Um, I still think Cincinnati is just a – you know, these teams are probably kind of neck and neck almost, really. But I, in terms of, you know, they're both 7-6 and six and they're both ranking right next to each other in DVOA. But I, I'm going to take the team that I trust the quarterback with uh, more. It's going to be a tough matchup against, I think, that Denver secondary. But um, it, it's a guy that processes things well. And if their offensive line can just hold up, and I, you know, that's the one thing with Denver's defense that this year, as much as the secondary has been a strength at times, they have not generated uh, the interior kind of rush that you'd like to see from them. They're, they're 25th in rushing DVOA defense. So maybe this will be a big mixing game. Uh, one that I'm excited for, for sure. And, uh, picking the Bengals and not feeling, you know, for a game that they're the underdog, not feeling insanely scared. I'm, it definitely could go either way, but I feel like this is a game where maybe they missed some opportunities recently the last couple of weeks. This is one where maybe they get back on track and, uh, at least put themselves in that playoff conversation for the last few weeks. All right. To our quick picks. Uh, this is a uh, good luck with this one. The Raiders at the Browns, uh, the Raiders are one and a half point favorites. Of course, this is because, the Browns are also dealing with their own issues uh, with uh, Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield. Uh, there's just a host of players on the Browns, it seems, that may not be available for this game. Um, yet, <laughs> upset again. We're both picking the Browns. Uh, even what could be a, a Brown squad missing key players, perhaps, it seems like that shows you where our trust is in the Raiders right now. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still picking the Browns here. I, this is another one that when you listen to this, by the time the game actually happens, who knows kind of what the the, the scenario is going to be. But, um, I mean, the, the Browns, they need this one, and uh, we'll, we'll see if they can get it. But this is uh, this is an interesting setup for this one, too. Yeah, the ESPN report, at least that I read earlier, did indicate that all the players in the Browns, at least the, the most of the star players, are all vaccinated. So there is a chance they'll be back. So I, the spread, I think, was beforehand, like only two points in the Browns' favor. I just, yeah. you know, the Raiders have really not been too encouraging with the way they've played lately. I know the Chiefs are blowing out a lot of teams, but man, Vegas's defense has gone kind of backwards again. The offense is you know, at times early in the year looked pretty exciting and pretty prolific, has become insanely stagnant. And I'm just, yeah, the Browns defense has been playing better as of late. 
overall. Um, there's still not maybe some things to be desired, but you see some of the big plays they made in that that win over the Ravens that they needed. I just think they're a better team, and even with the, some of the offensive linemen that could be out, we'll see if those guys are able to get the two that uh, the two positive tests or two negative tests uh, back to back. It would be really big, obviously, to get guys like Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Wills back. But uh, I just I feel fine with Case Keenum. He's looked okay for this Browns offense, and I know that Baker started showing flashes of, uh, last week, uh, looking a little bit better as he did early in the year before his shoulder injury. Um, I just think there's enough for them to kind of. It, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think anyone's going to score a ton of points necessarily, but I think there's enough that the Browns with the with the environment too at home. Um, going to be interesting. Uh, I, I know their fan base is obviously rabid and very excited for this team's capabilities. And no matter who's playing, I just at this point trust a bit more of of the of the foundation that Cleveland has, and that's why I'm picking them here to win. Well, this next game, uh, Panthers at the Bills. Uh, Bills are ten and a half point favorites uh, in this game. Again, another one where Josh Allen's injury status could uh, likely you know amount to a lot here. But I I think any way you slice it, the Panthers to me are not very good um and the bills you know are a team that uh, we've seen them be a bit up and down uh you know they had their chances and that comeback against the bucks but i think this is all about you know josh allen if he plays i think they should probably win this game by 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 11 or more like this is one that i would even think is a very interesting spread because i just don't see the panthers offense doing a whole lot against the bills here yeah, and the Panthers' defense hasn't exactly, for all the things it was doing well in the league, it's kind of regressed. It's one of it's really been a, a tough run, uh, not a good run defense. Again, they're down to 21st in the league, and I think we saw at certain points after not throwing the entire first half that Buffalo was willing to make adjustments, and maybe you wish it wouldn't have waited until a half to do so. Uh, it wasn't necessarily running constantly, but it was just the at least keeping all the uh, all the options on the on the table, not letting Tampa Bay just put them into tough passing situations constantly and you saw some of the openings they're able to take and i just think that buffalo kind of maybe it's different um than the rams but similar in terms of having kind of this mid-season kind of you know you're falling down and things are getting frustrating you're you're not really sure how to adjust and i think they're starting to figure out how to make it work and obviously josh allen being able to go in the full superman mode as he did for a lot of that second half of that amazing game last week does help and like you say him playing will will go a long way i i feel like he's going to end up playing his mobility probably still hampered but this is a team that yeah they're they're still ranked fourth in total dvoa despite their record above teams like the rams the the cardinals the chiefs the niners so i mean uh they're a superior football team at this point we just saw carolina lose to a really really uh atlanta again a team that's on the opposite portion it's crazy that atlanta six and seven they're last in in dvoa despite only being one game behind buffalo technically but yeah i, I think carolina just leaves a lot to be desired on offense who knows who's going to play quarterback for them let alone the bills yeah, so true. it's kind of an all all over the place situation for their offense i just think that bill's defense is maybe feels a little disrespected from some of the things that have happened the last couple of weeks, some tough losses where uh, they really played well in the second half against Tampa Bay um, and, and some plays that were just right there for the taking that, you know, sometimes good offense is going to be good defense. I don't think Pan- the Panthers have good offense. I think the Bills will steamroll them and probably, yeah, we'll look back at this one and be like, man, we should have considered that as a lock. Well, this next game is probably still a lock in terms of who's going to win, but yeah. uh, we did allude to the, breaking news a second ago uh, the cardinals are at the lions cardinals are 13 point favorites in this game um but it sounds like uh while they should win this game and probably win it handily uh it sounds like deandre hopkins not only could miss 
the rest of the regular season, but uh, it seems like there's uncertainty around when he could be back in the playoffs, uh, if he comes back for the playoffs. Uh, So a lot of unknowns with that right now. So that certainly becomes a very interesting uh, scenario for the Cardinals, who after this game against the Lions, their remaining schedule is not easy uh, as they will play the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. So um, those three games are, you know, they'll get two of those three at home with the Colts and the Seahawks. they got to play in Dallas, but those are not, you know, necessarily gimmies at all in any of those uh, scenarios. But, um, I mean, we, we've seen them play without DeAndre Hopkins this season. Uh, we know this is still a team that's very talented on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, now, though, I think it's, it's certainly deflating, you know, after – lose the game to the Rams and now you know you kind of move forward thinking that again there is a possibility I suppose that he may not return this season uh, but at least for now it sounds like he's not going to be back for the regular season uh, so that that is something definitely uh, becomes a bigger storyline now as we move forward for the Cardinals yeah you saw him limp off the field late in that game and it, it you know you didn't realize how bad it was necessarily you're just hoping it got a little banged up but yeah definitely that news I, at first, I read it. and I didn't realize he was, you know, until I got the update from Clutch Points from our uh, notification, saw that he was out for the regular season. And it's like, man, that's that's a brutal hit. Uh, he, he provides obviously a lot to the offense. That goes without saying, is he's one of the best receivers in the league. But just in terms of as we've seen at times when plays break down and some of the issues that this team has had uh, with their interior blocking, the maybe the one weakness of that offensive line, the guards have keep getting their losses now to the Rams and going back to the Packers. Those guys are just getting abused up front. But when things break down, we know Kyler can make plays, and maybe his best option on those plays that break down is DeAndre Hopkins. So obviously going to miss him. They still have tons of weapons. Still pick, uh, you know, see them winning this game going away. I think the defense that uh, at times uh, you know uh, the Rams kind of were able to pick on some of the aggressive nature of what Arizona has had so much success with as a defense and I still think Arizona is a, a top flight defense despite uh, the points that they gave up in that last game uh, but and I think they're going to get right here fine against Detroit they're definitely the pick here like you said it's the conversation is more about the schedule coming up for Arizona than the right now and they'll lock up that playoff spot pretty easily I think yeah. this week it's more about the Super Bowl aspirations yeah. for the Cardinals uh, in that scenario. Uh, Cowboys or the Giants is another one that should be pretty self-explanatory on who we're picking here. Cowboys, 10.5-point favorites on the road against the Giants. Uh, yeah, picking the Cowboys uh, don't have a whole lot of trust in the Giants uh, at all, and uh, they probably have some questions as well surrounding their future uh, and what's next for them. But uh, the Cowboys are pretty good, and uh, I'm going to take them here. Yeah, they've. I think they have two of the highest pressure rate uh, on average guys in the league. Um, obviously, one of them being uh, Micah Parsons. Has been you know, a lot of a lot of people talking about him as a potential uh, defensive player of the year candidate, matching up his stats with what Khalil Mack had on his defensive player of the year um, award, I believe, in 2016. And he's he's been incredible. But that whole defense is really you saw them swarming for large portions of that game against Washington I think that's just the scary part for me the Giants have probably a bottom five bottom six offense in the league at this point they have not gotten things started we're not able to run effectively against one of the worst run defenses in the league last week um, in the Chargers and I just yeah the the fact that the Cowboys have uh, they are still maybe not a great run defense but they have the number one pass defense DVO in the league if you told me that before the season I would have just been like Dallas is they're going to the Super Bowl. I, they still, I don't know, know if that's definitely sure, <laughs> going to happen. The offense hasn't been perfect. Uh, they need to get some things sorted out. And the NFC is just yeah, so tough. There's just so many really good teams. But I do think, yeah, Dallas is definitely the pick here. They're a superior team and uh, need a little more consistency from that offense. But I think they can maybe put some things together. And this could be, if they have a complete game here, they could end up easily covering the 10.5 point spread. 
Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, should be an easy win for the Cowboys. So, speaking of that division, Washington at the Eagles. Eagles, seven-point favorites uh, in Philadelphia. This number seems a little high to me, uh, seven yeah. points. Uh, so, I was I, I honestly thought about picking the upset here. I didn't go that route. But seven points seems like a lot uh, in this game. But uh, I am going to pick the Eagles to win. Uh, a healthy Jalen Hurts should be able, I think, to lead them to a victory. And their defense hasn't been bad, as we've talked about uh, Washington you know, we've said, I mean, they've they've shown good things, but I think they're also, you know, a team that eh, you just don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of one of those things you don't know where you're going to get. I think this is a pretty unpredictable game, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think that, that touchdown spread just seems pretty high to me. I, I agree. I saw that as well, and I was like, huh, a touchdown. Like, I, I, I think the Eagles would be favored, but I would have guessed like five um, maybe is the spread here. Um, if I'm if I'm betting on this game, I yeah maybe you're going to get some pretty good value if Washington does win, or at least I would, would consider betting on them to cover. Uh, you know they did struggle in that first half. We saw how they were able to bounce back. Uh, still some things to be desired from Washington. Still don't think that even though the defense has gotten better, they're still ranking as one of the five or six worst in the league. Uh, the offense has a lot to be desired. They you know if anything. Uh, they do defend the run pretty well, which doesn't match up insanely well for Philadelphia's offense and what they've succeeded at. But I, I still think the Eagles are a better team. I, I know they've been inconsistent. going to pick them here just as the overall pick for the game. But, again, value-wise, I do think you could probably get some decent, uh, decent odds on picking Washington as a winner if you wanted to go with a full upset. Yeah, I think so, too, uh, for this one. So that's uh, an intriguing spread there. Uh, this next game, Titans at the Steelers. Titans are one-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this game. This is another one that it's just like, I think this is a coin flip, um, and I'm actually going to pick another upset here, point spread-wise. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game. It's not that, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. Like, I don't I don't trust the Steelers at all. Uh, we've, we've talked about this. It's well-documented at this point. But I, I think this is one where this just feels like a tricky, a tricky game for the Titans, and I'm not sure exactly why. I just feel like maybe it's, it's one of those games that, you know, I mean, for the Steelers at this point, I mean, they're six and six and one, and like they're they're there, they have a chance. I don't, you know, I just don't have a whole lot of expectations yeah. for them, but um, I, I do think this is the one where they could win, and um, I don't know, I just it's one of those games like you just go with your gut, and and I maybe it's back with the Titans, and uh, I know the Titans just you know did what they need to do against the Jags, but who hasn't? Um, I mean, I guess there there are some teams that haven't. The Bills haven't, but um, but still, I it's nothing more than just one of those. Yeah, you just you know the Steelers. This feels like a good setup for them, and, yeah. and I'm just going to pick them to win this game. So. Yeah, I I could easily see that. I mean, this Titans team has been really inconsistent. We've talked about how they've outside of the Patriots game, maybe they've played up to some pretty solid opponents. They've played down to some of the worst ones that they've had. Um, they had a, I think, maybe peaked a little bit in the middle of the season when they won all those those really tough games against the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams all in succession. And uh, you know they, they did beat the, the Jaguars uh, last week, but before that, that Patriots game was pretty ugly to watch. I don't think the same uh, things that the Patriots are able to do are, are really uh, what's going to happen there in Pittsburgh. Though they have struggled on defense, they're one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Guys were running wide open and uh, for portions of the of that game against the vikings obviously we saw and dalvin cook running right through them um i just i i, I 
and also on the flip side, I you know we saw Big Ben went crazy uh, in that comeback attempt in that game. Uh, made some excellent plays and excellent throws, but I still you know, look at how stagnant that team was early in the game on offense. And I just think that Tennessee maybe they've regressed a bit on defense as well over the course of the season. But I still think they're a pretty solid unit. Still think they're a better team. Maybe it is a game in Pittsburgh that makes it tough. That I, I mean, not that Steeler fans don't travel everywhere, but I think. Going up to Pittsburgh, there it's going to be a really, really intense atmosphere. The Steelers know that if they, you know, with all these seven and six teams right there in the in the playoff hunt, they know that they're probably going to need to win this game uh, to to keep their hopes alive. And you have that factoring in. I just think that the Titans maybe are a bit better team, but yeah, definitely one that it's a coin flip game. And there's a reason it's a point and a half spread. It's I think outside of the Chargers Chiefs game. It's the closest uh, ESPN football power index has in terms of a coin flip game. So, yeah, I I, I could have seen I could see the Steelers as the pick here. I considered it as well. It's just a game that's going to be you know, probably come right down to the wire either way. All right. Well, we're not spending a lot of time on this next game. No. Texans at the Jags. Uh, Jags are three and a half point favorites in this game. Battle of two and eleven teams. Um, you you had to remind me. It was funny because it's like. I was like, oh, yeah, the Jags won that first game. No, it was the Texans. Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> like, this is one of those things where it's like, who knows with these two. Um, but believe it or not, the Jags are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Like, that's a lot of points for a 2-11 yeah. team here um, against another team that's already beaten them. Uh, but I think that's high, and I, I just, I'm picking the Jags like, because they are the favorite. But, like, it's it's a matter of flip the flip the names, flip the – the spots and the the cities and i'm picking the other team i have nothing else to offer other than that i have no idea i mean that we we thought we (laughs) felt better about the texans and they went and got kind of beat up by the jets and it's like all right that was a kind of a wake-up call uh where that team's at and they haven't played much better since two teams that don't have much to play for um at this point maybe the i mean the jaguars maybe you are playing for jobs maybe you're playing for pride just trying to figure out something i i I switched my pick from the texans to the jaguars because i'm like the jags they, they have to find a way to get one of these wins. And uh, I know we, we both picked the Jags, I believe, to start the season, and the Texans upset them. Uh, it could happen again here. But, yeah, not a not a lot of belief on either side. The, the reason I initially picked Houston, they, they have a pretty decent defense uh, for given where their offense puts them in such terrible situations constantly. Um, but, yeah, I switched to Jaguars for no other reason than maybe this is the game that Trevor Lawrence actually gets going a bit. But I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I can't say I trust the offensive scheme there that Urban's cooked up. Yeah. No. No betting locks here in this one. Um, Falcons at the Niners. Uh, Niners are nine point favorites in San Francisco. This is another one that feels like it's pretty um, a pretty simple choice here. Uh, Niners are the pick, and I mean the Falcons. Believe it or not, like they're yeah. they've become more interesting. Uh, but I just I don't see it. I think this is a bad matchup for them. Yeah, I can't. I, I know I keep harping on about the how the Falcons are six and seven and always one of the worst DVOA teams. But I I think this is a game where that probably you kind of see that come to fruition. I you know the the 49ers do still have uh, you know a cornerback cornerback. It's definitely a pretty big weakness for them uh, with that defense. I just don't think the Falcons have the playmakers uh, they maybe have had in previous seasons to really make them pay. The Niners are still a you know a, a really good team that's ranking in the top ten in both offense and defense, sixth in offense, and I yeah I just I see Atlanta's defense having a really tough time you know against either side. I don't think they present the same problems that um, a lot of uh, defenses uh, have that have confused Jimmy at times. I just don't see it uh, 
taking place here. I think the Niners are just a superior team, and uh, this is one that maybe they're they're still not perfect by any means. Um, still have some some things that they need to sort out if they want to make a playoff run. But I think this is one where they take care of business against the Falcons. Yep, I think so too. And uh, this next one. Packers with the Ravens. Uh, Packers five and a half point favorites in this game. Obviously, that could probably change depending on Lamar Jackson's status. Uh, you know, if he doesn't play, I would feel even better about yeah. picking the Packers to win this game. Uh, I'm still going to pick them anyways because I just think they're the better team. Uh, but even with a banged up Lamar, I think the Packers defense probably can take advantage of that. Um, you know, and, and probably do some things to make it a little bit easier on their offense. Uh, in a game like this one the only the only part of this game where i feel like baltimore could have an edge is special teams we have the number one dvoa special teams versus (laughs) the number 32 dvoa special teams that's a pretty huge difference uh we saw the packers have some just abysmal plays against the bears i don't count on those happening week to week though i think green Bay's offense has so much going on we know baltimore's been so banged up on defense marlon humphrey going down i mean just just the amount of different things that have happened to that that unit i uh, you know they're 26 in pass defense uh, at this point. I think the Packers are going to put up some big numbers, even on the road here. Uh, even if Lamar plays, like you said, I'd probably still pick Green Bay. I just feel really good about the way they're trending, and they have a lot to play for. Obviously, with the number one seed at the at the moment, uh, based on the tiebreakers, they have hold of it. So if they take care of business, they'll they'll be the top team again in the NFC. Yep, I think so, and uh, they should get the win in that one. And we wrap up with the Saints at the Bucks. Bucks 11-point favorites uh, at home in this game. Uh, that's probably an easy choice for a lot of people. The Bucks are going to pick, be the pick here. Uh, we'll see if Taysom Hill can do anything, uh, you know, on the road. I mean, we saw, you know, kind of the Bills and able to mount a comeback, but this seems like a, a bit more of a challenge uh, for the Saints, uh, given what we've seen from the Bucks. Outside of beating the Jets last week, the last team the Saints beat was the Bucks. Um, yeah, that was a, that's true. a little different. Uh, I think New it's Orleans a different team. scenario. Yeah, yeah, and I think <laughs> even though obviously Tampa Bay got the, the win that mattered the most last season in, in the postseason, I still think that they're like looking for a little bit of uh, revenge, maybe for their game earlier this year, and just wanting to prove to themselves here against the Saints team that they have not beaten the regular season in quite a while uh, that they can take care of business. Yeah, Tampa Bay at this point probably you know definitely one of the most at least one of the most complete teams in the league just like the Packers even though they are uh at the moment the two seed they are still have a lot to play for still have that number one seed and probably the maybe the best odds of getting it based on some of the games they have coming up um I think they take care of business here yeah it's pretty easy pick New Orleans obviously needs this one uh pretty badly as they're in that that huge muck of teams all uh, trying to get the number seven seed in the nfc but i yeah just to uh trust tampa bay too much i don't think the same uh, answers that buffalo figured out in the second half against their defense are going to be figured out by new orleans i don't think they have the personnel at this point to do so uh, i think tampa takes care of business and wins this one i just yeah spread maybe a little too high um to make it a betting lock though yep i think so too but uh, there you have it there are picks for week 15 in the nfl and uh dylan of course have it all covered over clutch points uh lots of stuff here during the stretch run of the season and uh, like you teased earlier the shameless plug uh, you can even get your notifications to know when players are injured and uh, out and all this like just what else do you need right 
Yeah, exactly. You can uh, download the Clutch Points app to follow all the NFL games. As I mentioned, yeah, you get notifications for all NFL news if you sign up for those. For the NBA, you can sign up for uh, specific team notifications. You obviously follow all NBA action news, tons of uh, trade stuff coming up. I know it's only it's still two months till the trade deadline or so, but the rumors start sparking up. I believe today's the day that a lot of new newly signed players from a year ago can actually be traded. So a lot of news coverage there. If you go to ClutchPoints.com to the fantasy football section, all of our fantasy advice for your playoff matchups in terms of helping Blake figure out who he's going to start and sit from his mm. uh, for his huge uh, matchup here coming up. Uh, we got that covered. Got the betting section with all our, our breakdowns for every single NFL game uh, coming up as, they, as those games approach. Um, taking that kind of lens to it. Also, previews for every single team. If you search bold predictions on, NF- on clutchpoints.com, you'll get our whole bold prediction series over the next three or four days. We'll uh, all be published. So yeah, lots of, lots of coverage, a lot of news, a lot of a lot of different things will keep you updated, obviously, also on the availability of uh, players. That's a big reason to have those notifications on in particular, especially with the fantasy playoffs coming up and all these COVID cases. So keep you tuned in on all the updates there. Yeah, interesting week for me in the uh, the fantasy uh, league, in the, the family league, as we start the playoffs. And uh, it's an 18 playoff now. And uh, it's an interesting week to be counting on Josh Allen and a lot of Rams players. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure how great that setup is. Uh, for me heading into uh, the first round of the playoffs. But, uh, of course, you can check out all the stuff over Clutch Points, everything you need, like Dylan said, and, of course, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass, and uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.